acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty Almighty God God, and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have really sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Stephen, who enriched your church by founding a new monastic family. 
by their merits and prayers may charity ever increase in the hearts of all who follow the rule of Saint Benedict. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in, and the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel. At the turn of the year, the time when kings go campaigning, David sent Joab and with him his own guards and the whole of Israel. They massacred, massacred the Ammonites and laid siege to Rabbah. David, however, remained in Jerusalem. It happened towards evening when David had risen from his couch and was strolling on the palace roof that he saw from the roof a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. David made inquiries about this woman and was told, Why, that is Bathsheba, Eliam's daughter, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers and had her brought. She came to him and he slept with her. She then went home again. The woman conceived and sent word to David, I am with child. Then David sent Joab a message, Send me Uriah the Hittite. Whereupon Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came into his presence, David asked after Joab and the army and how the war was going. David then said to Uriah, Go down to your house and enjoy yourself. Uriah left the palace and was followed by a present from the king's table. Uriah, however, slept by the palace door with his master's bodyguard and did not go down to his house. This was reported to David. Uriah, they said, did not go down to his house. The next day, David invited him to eat and drink in his presence and made him drunk. In the evening, Uriah went out and lay on his couch with his master's bodyguard. But he did not go down to his house. Next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by Uriah. In the letter he wrote, Station Uriah in the thick of the fight and then fall back behind him so that he may be struck down and die. Joab then beseeching the town posted Uriah in a place where he knew where were, were, were fierce fighters. The men of the town were sallied out and engaged Joab. The army suffered casualties including some of David's bodyguard and Uriah the Hittite was killed too. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Sin. 
My offenses truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight I have done? Have mercy on us, Lord, for we have sinned. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. The seeing that I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Have mercy on us, Lord, for we have sinned. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bonds you have crushed may thrill. For my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. Have mercy on us, Lord, for we have sinned. Awake, the seed is sprouting and growing. How he does not know. 
Of its own accord, the land produces first the shoot, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the crop is ready, he loses no time. He starts to reap, because the harvest has come. He also said, What can we say the kingdom of God is like? What parable can we find for it? It is like a mustard seed, which at the time of its sowing in the soil is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet once it is sown, it grows into the biggest shrub of them all and puts out big branches, so that the birds of the air can shelter in its shade. Using many parables like these, he spoke the word to them, so far as they were capable of understanding it. He would not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything to his disciples when they were alone. Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I've always wondered whether Jesus was a keen gardener. After all, he's mistaken for one by Mary Magdalene. I like to think of him pottering around in his father's creation, growing and cultivating new life, so that when it comes to me, he is able to tend my soul and prune what needs to be pruned in order to help me grow in holiness. Such seeds of fruitful growth are seen in Saints Robert, Alberic and Stephen, they built the new monastery at Sito and founded the Cistercian Order in 1098. Reform in the religious life was in the air in the medieval period, and these three founders, small seeds as they were, resolved to live the monastic rule of St. Benedict more fully. St. Stephen Harding, an Englishman, helped establish the famous Charter of Charity in 1114 which became the standard for Cistercian monasteries. It simplified the observances regarding liturgy, food and clothing, and in the lifestyle generally, with a return to manual labour, silence, poverty, embracing the cross, and a love of neighbour in fraternal charity. This initial vision didn't seem to take off. Very few men were joining the monastery and the monks suffered from hunger and sickness, yet they persevered, waiting night and day for the spirit to produce a harvest. In 1112, St. Bernard of Clairvaux joined the community, bringing with him 30 other companions. By the time he died in 1134, Stephen had established 13 monasteries, and by the end of the century, there were 500 across Europe. These three founders had an impact on the culture of their time because of their ability to discern the urgent needs of the people of their age and respond with originality and ingenuity. They were fueled by a kind of wild creative energy, characteristic of the spirit who blows where he will. Their example ought to remind us of our need to speak to our own age. For this, energy and enthusiasm need to abound. Vision and hope are the driving forces. 
It must be the same for us as we look to the future, keeping the vision of new life for ourselves alive and at the service of the Kingdom of God. God the Father does not despise the small and humble. Let us ask him for the grace by which the mustard seed of the church may grow and spread in every corner of the world. For the church, may she live only for the kingdom of God, so that all may find in her a place of solace and strength. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For our society, that greater recognition be given to the human person, especially the outcast and unborn. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For vocations to the priesthood and religious life, may more and more young people respond to the Lord's call to leave everything and follow him. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the recently deceased, we commit the greatest and least to God's infinite love and care, by which he has taken them to himself, where death and mourning are no more. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray with Mary, full of joy, as we say, Hail Mary. Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In loving silence we make our private petitions to God our Father, in whom we place our trust. Father, may the sacrifice on our altar ascend with our prayers to you, and bring down on us all your love and blessing. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Give favourable hearing to our prayers, O Lord, we pray, and safeguard us through the intercession of your saints, that we may give worthy service at your altar. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, for in the marvellous confession of your saints, you make your church fruitful with strength ever new, and offer us sure signs of your love. And that your saving mysteries may be fulfilled, their great example lends us courage, their fervent prayer sustain us in all we do. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we do give you thanks, as in exhortation we acclaim. Sanctus, 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 Dominus Deus created rightly gives you praise for through your son our lord jesus christ by the power and working of the holy spirit you give life to all things and make them holy and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name therefore o lord we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with saints Robert, Albrick and Stephen, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, the Lord Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, for and ever. 
at the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching we dare to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who sent your apostle, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit, let us offer each other the sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be Let us pray. May the communion in your sacrament that we have consumed save us, O Lord, and confirm us in the light of your truth, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks I am to speak, speak to God. God.